Thanks for joining us today for Going Deeper, where we get to scratch below the surface a little bit more on this morning's message. So thanks, Andrew, for that. Um, It's becoming really apparent that the theme for John, that you may believe, turns out really to be the theme for John, isn't it? It is. Um, And just that little bit that I finished with in those three chapters... uh, I, I don't think I'll do that again because if we're at the end of the gospel, uh, it would be a couple of sermons just going through the verses that talk about belief. belief. belief yeah. Mm. Um, and, uh, but I think it's really important for us to sit in that until we, until we get it. Yep. Um, and, and I was just really encouraged that just that one verse, it was verse 36 of chapter 3, made me stop and go, oh, hang on. He keeps saying this. Yep. I'm going to just look back. Where, where has he said this already? And 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 it's so important and um, so important for us because I think uh, well, I'll speak for myself. I get caught up in the idea of I believe something to be true, but yep. it doesn't affect the way I live. Sure. And I yep. think I'm okay with that. Yep. Um, this doesn't allow for that. Mm. I reckon. So say, that's why I think it's important. Say more about that. So, like, obviously, as we're pressing into this, this this word believe comes up a lot. Yep. And it's one of those things that I suspect we, we've already got a whole bunch of things that we think about this word yep. that may not be serving us really well. Mm. How have you been grappling with that? How's that been shifting for you? I'll, I'll give you some practical examples. Um, so, so the one around gravity was one that just came to mind a couple of days ago. I I really pulled back from that cliff edge because I I knew what would happen if if I went over. Um, Even in things like, so I've been a teacher in the past where I taught a number of things and one of them was um, health and physical fitness stuff. So um, I I have a mental ascent to things like... um, Good nutrition, eating well, yep. exercising well, um, looking after your mental health, social health, all those you know, components yep. of health. And I know them and I've taught them and I believe them to be true. Yes. But if you were to look at my life in different periods, take different snapshots, there is no way you'd be able to go, he believes them to be true. Yeah. Because I wasn't doing them. I'm, I'm not doing them. Yep. Um, so periods of time where I, I ate really poorly or I didn't exercise or I, or I didn't um, spend time in, in prayer and developing my, my social, um, uh, sorry, spiritual health and life with God. And, but I would say to you they're true. Yes. And I believe them. Yep. But the reality was if I really believed them, I'd be living my life into would it. Look yeah, my, my life would, would, look would show it. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, so I think that is our biggest issue mm-hmm. that and and then I started looking at well what's my motive in saying that I believe is it to appease other people yeah is it to keep others happy so that they don't get on my back is it um, because it's the politically correct thing to do yep. or socially correct thing to do um, I, is it because I'm really good at just deceiving myself and thinking now I'll keep telling myself I really believe that right. but yeah but my actions don't align um, all those things, I think, come into play in, in a fair bit of complexity. Uh, but it's, I, I think at the core of it, it really is, do, do, we, do we have alignment 
with with what's going on up in here with how our lived reality actually yeah. occurs. Um, and it's not even your words sometimes, it's, it's your thought patterns, it's your, the way you think about things. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I think all of that makes a complex sort of thing. And then the, the other thing to, I would say to all that is that I can keep most of that hidden from people around me. Um, yep. so, so what's really going on with me? Yeah. Yeah. There's a wrestle. Yeah. And, you know, we don't really have to wrestle with the idea of gravity. No. Because we've probably had a couple of run-ins yep. with it. We might have even had some run-ins with nutrition. Yep. Or, you know, or whatever else. Yep. And the interesting thing there is, like, we, we can actually say that those things are objectively true. Like, gravity is going to do its thing. Yes. Yep. Um, my belief about gravity has not changed anything about gravity. Absolutely. That's how belief yep. works. Yep. Um, my belief about Jesus doesn't change anything about Jesus. That's right. It's already sorted and done. And what do you reckon then? How's that been going for you? Or has it come up? The relationship between truth and belief, right? There is an ultimate reality yeah. that we see exposed in Scripture. Well, what's going on when I believe or don't believe in that reality? That's part of that struggle right back to the garden of, of human beings thinking I can decide for myself right. good yep. and evil, right and wrong. Yep. Um, and I think most of us live our life in that sphere to some yep. degree. Even self-professing Christians still, still have a sense of um, I will decide for myself what, what's going on. Right. I remember a great quote um, I can't remember who said it, but reality is what you bump into when you're wrong. Yes, that's a yeah. good one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, so there is one reality. Mm. Now, our world uh, ca- cannot handle that, mm. um, particularly our academic world. Yeah. Um, having been a, a teacher and teaching English, you know, up to year 12 level, the whole idea of postmodernism and yes. even post-postmodernism. Yep. So m- meaning is not what the author intended or whatever. Meaning is what you determine it to be. Mm-hmm. That's the meaning of the text. Yep. And you need to be able to present that and write about that. Um, but then, you know, we've even moved past that, I think, in the academic world that, um, well, that's not even the case because meaning is so fluid yep. that whatever you perceive the meaning to be would be different in 20 years' time for you anyway. Sure. And um, so all that comes into play, but it, it just can't be right. Just just logically thinking, yeah. even with you and I, if we have something in front of us, and I'm saying it's one thing and you're saying it's another, we both can't be right because yep. that's yep. one thing. Yep. Um, and so, again, humans are really good at deceiving ourselves, I think, about yeah. what our reality is, um, that I can make my own reality, mm. that I can live in my own reality, mm. Um, and you can do that as well as long as your reality doesn't impinge on mine. Yep. But I don't know how it can't when we're actually doing life together, when we share yes. certain things. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we call, it, we call that freedom. Yes. Yeah. And it ends up being just the, the, the heaviest burden to carry to yeah. try to construct my own ultimate reality yeah. and continue to get yeah. the, the feedback of bumping into reality. Yeah. And the feedback mechanism is pain. Yeah. Um, so thinking about you personally now in, in your followership then, 
And have you, as you've been pressing into this idea of belief and recognising that it is this, this present, continuous, obedient response, what's been going on f- for you? Uh, and, and I know that all this stuff starts to get mushed together when, when you're preparing a sermon, right? Yep. Um, but for you in your own followership of Jesus, how, how is this notion of belief altering or showing up? Is, it, is there anything that you're doing new or differently? I think um, two words come to mind for me. One is surrender. Yep. The, and I think I used that phrase in the message, um, just understand that God is God and I am not. Um, it's too easy to live my life as though I am the God of my life. Yep. Um, even though I think I might defer to a bigger God, the, the reality is... I. I can, I can live as though I am the master of my own destiny. Yep. Um, so surrender is one word. The, the other, I suppose, theme in that for me is uh, trust. I, I have to trust, I, I want to trust and I'm learning to trust that God's design on how to live my human life in relationship to him and one another is the best way to yep. live. And so that comes into things around marriage, sexuality, uh, parenting, um, vocation, uh, material possessions, all those things fit fit Mm -hmm. into that, that if I can trust God that when he sets uh, parameters, when he sets boundaries, when he gives instruction, when he calls us to obedience, that if I align with that, it is the best thing for me. Yes. Now, competing with that is everything that our society would say that I should be pursuing, chasing after, dreaming of, Mm -hmm. which not much of that seems to align. Um, So for me, it's, it's, yeah, I I think it's um, trust and... Surrender. Surrender, yeah. Yeah, And it seems to me that that's that's freedom. That's freedom to actually go, all right, Lord, not my will... But yours. I, I, remember, yeah, I remember giving a, an analogy years ago in a, in a message about freedom and I, I used examples of two dogs that I owned growing yep. up. One dog um, had not been trained mm-hmm. and w- was not obedient to anything. And so it spent most of its life chained up, yep. uh, chained to a kennel. Um, and then when we would go out somewhere on a chain and a lead because you just could not trust this mm-hmm. dog, to, to do the right thing. I had another dog a few years later that had been trained, so specifically trained that, that it would follow commands, not just voice commands, but movements of your body. Yep. Um, and it never had to be chained up and oh. tied. And, and obedience was the difference. Yeah, right. uh, the dog that yep. was obedient had yep. complete freedom. Life. Yeah, whereas the dog that was not obedient was chained yep. and restricted and bound to... Mm. You know, it's fate because of a lack of obedience. Yeah. What, what then? Did, so, so think about that now in in the context of of our Christian community, faith community, brothers yep. and sisters, um, and even in that that intimate faith community, whether that's in your household or a, or a home group. How how do we cultivate this notion of belief mm. within community? Yeah, it's a good question, um, and, and I think this is the 
th th this is the pointy part of, of of doing life together, and, and it is the rubbing shoulders. It is the um, experimenting in community to see mm. what it looks like to huh. do this. Yep. So I think experimenting is important. Uh, accountability to some degree, but encouragement. Yes. Um, encouragement to try something. Encouragement to put something in place that will help yep. result in uh, obedience, commitment, mm -hmm. um, moving away from that one-off decision to a more day-to-day -day position to hold. It's conversations. It's it's uh, picking each other up when we fail. Yep. It's um, being there for one another on the journey because we know that it's not just your journey. You're not just wrestling with this. I'm wrestling with yeah. this. We're wrestling with this. Yep. And then some vulnerability. Some, you know, particularly in a home group and a family, some some vulnerability where you can say, I've got it wrong. Yeah. Um, I've made a mistake. Yep. Uh, I don't want it to be this way. How can you help mm. keep me accountable or keep me on track or remind yep. me of the type of person I want to be? Um, that's one of the beauty yeah. beauties of community, I think. Lo loving one yeah. another in process. Yeah, and yeah. bearing with yep. one another. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think it was really interesting too, John the Baptist in, in this scene. Yeah. Um, and John's own followers going, hang on, that guy across the river's doing this. Have we got a problem yeah. with that? Yeah. Um, and John points beyond himself. Yeah. What if in anything in in that in that little saying, John's disciples, what he sees Jesus doing, in terms of, you know, we we are carriers of a greater reality, of a truth. Yep. Um, with with a responsibility to share. Yes. And here John is somebody who's probably got a lot to lose yeah. by sharing and point and point to that. What what can you see in there that might be helpful for us as we recognise that that we we have an eternal life, we have an eternal life because our lives are hidden in Christ. Mm. Christ is eternal. Um, Where's our responsibility, our opportunity to share? Yeah. What are we learning there? I mean, any, anything, anything you read about that passage, people always point to John's humility. Yeah. Uh, John the Baptist's humility, that he understood his position in relation to Jesus. Yeah, um, yeah we read in chapter one of the gospel that he didn't actually, he knew that was his role, but he didn't know it was actually the person, Jesus of Nazareth, who would be the one yeah. until he saw the Holy Spirit descend. Um, so it was, it was a deferring to um, the one who is greater, the one from above, mm. understanding what his role was. His mm. role was to prepare the way. Yeah. His r role was to point people towards. And I can't move past you know, that passage in, in Philippians chapter 2 where Paul writes about you know, our, our attitude should be the same as Jesus. Yep. And then it talks about his humility, yes, yep. his willingness to prefer others to himself. Mm. And so what I see in John the Baptist in that passage is, is the very thing that um, I think the church, you and I, uh, people who are believers, should have in our mind all the time that it, it is about Jesus. Mm. What can we do? What can we say? Who can yep. we be that points people to Jesus? Yes. And... Yeah, if, if I was sharing that passage um, in a context where there was a bunch of pastors, yep. 
Man, that's a that's a big conversation because there, there still is a sense of competition yep. uh, in many churches and in many pastors. And I don't know if you've experienced this yet, but when you when you go to some conference with a bunch of pastors, one of the first questions you get asked is, "How big is your yeah, church? Yeah, how big is your church? How <laughs> many people is there? That's some sort of measure yeah, of yep. success, or yep. and that's what I saw in John's disciples' comment. Yep. Hey, there's more people going to him. Then yeah, there is yeah. coming to us. We've got a problem here. Yep. And John's response was just this humble, no, nah, that's the way it should be. Yeah. This whole thing, the whole thing we're doing is about pointing it's people about to him. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. We, we need to hang on to that. We need to make sure that that's that right. is that is forefront, that everything we do, it's about Jesus. Mm. Do you know how big your church is? Yeah. It's a third of the planet's population. Yeah, I know. It's massive. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, thank you. I love this idea that, you know, we, we are ones who prepare the way, point to Jesus. Yeah. It's, a, it's all about him. Yep. Um, lots of things to talk about this week uh, at home or, or in your home group. Uh, and as part of your daily dialogue with the Spirit, really encourage you to be pressing into this notion of belief, that continuous act of, of submission and, and obedience. Yep. And there we find life. There we find freedom. And so hope and pray that that's some of your experience this week. Thanks again. You're welcome. Bless you. See ya. Bye.